You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Welcome back to Sexy Marriage Radio. Glad you've taken the time out, and however you take the time out to listen to us, thank you very much. If you got anything for the show that you want to hear us talk about, get our take on, tell us how awesome we are, we love hearing that, <laughs> you can send us an email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. You can also jump on iTunes and give us any kind of comment and feedback that you would like to there. That helps us climb the charts in the sexuality category where we definitely swim against the stream because Sexy Marriage Radio is all about married sex and most of what's on there is not. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And we don't want to hear just how awesome we are. We want to hear uh, how awesome you guys are, how awesome things are in your marriage bed. What kind of impact is this show having on your relationship, on your marriage? That's what we're really interested yes, in Yes, I love seeing emails and I've had seen, seen several in the past that have talked about, you know, thanks to Sexy Marriage Radio, we, you know, my husband and I talk about this, um, something from a show that we've never talked about before. Then we tried it and it was unbelievable or, you know, where it just kind of talks about how the impact that this show has. And that's so humbling and honoring that, that, yeah. you, that you invite us into your life. Opening lines of communication. That is so what it is all about. And when I think about some of the couples that I have done marriage coaching with, sometimes it takes us weeks to get to the point where we're able to discuss the type of things that you and I are just discussing <laughs> right and left. Right. And so what inexpensive way of, of getting the, the counseling and coaching you need? Of course, you may need something above and beyond what yep. we're doing on this show. And so Dr. Corey and I certainly want to make ourselves available to you as needed. You can find out more about our counseling and coaching services at our respective websites. Mine is shannonetheridge.com. And Corey, where would they go to find out more about counseling with you? Simplemarriage.net. There you go. There you go. So, uh, Corey, I, I, I got a joke for you today. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Here we go. Probably kind of, it's probably <laughs> kind of weird that I get most of my sexual jokes from my dad. He will, <laughs> he, he will send me an email and he'll say, is this one you can use, baby? And nine times out of ten, it's not. <laughs> but, but this one, I feel like is probably safe enough. Okay, go so, for it. <laughs> so this this elderly woman calls her granddaughter up one day and says, honey, your granddaddy just died. Would you come and be with me until the funeral home ambulance gets here? And so the granddaughter goes rushing right over and, and she says, Granny, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I have to ask, what was Papa doing when he died? And she said, well, honey, we were making love. And she said, Grandma, at your age, don't you know that that would send him in a heart attack zone? And she said, oh, no, honey, we've been making love every Sunday morning to the rhythm of the church bells, in with the ding, out with the dong. And he'd probably still be alive if the ice cream truck hadn't come by. <laughs> Now, one of the reasons that I love that joke is because I want to be in my 80s or even 90s, yeah. still having sex every Sunday morning to the rhythm of the church bells, yeah. whatever it takes, but I want to be a sexually confident wife until the day that I die. Yeah, and that's, that's one of the beautiful things to think about, that, that this can be a lifelong thing for most people. I mean, obviously, things happen, you know, physical physical ailments or different things happen where that could be taken away, but... For a majority of people with intent, it can happen still. 
Absolutely. And the reality is, is we're all going to cross those bridges into uh, menopausal issues, into vaginal dryness, into erectile dysfunction. Yep. But that doesn't mean that our sex life is over. Not that at sex all. Is communication and we can still communicate sexually. We can still rub each other in various places. Yep. We, we still have use of our fingers and our mouths and, and there's still lots of different uh, things that we can enjoy with one another. I remember when I was in my late teens, I was working in a nursing home and there was one particular room that was shared by a husband and wife. And every once in a while, he would ask if we would put him in her bed with her and close the door. And the manager of the funeral, uh, sorry, not funeral home, manager, <laughs> rushing it a little bit, yep. manager of the nursing home uh, simply said that is their right that and that is the dignified thing to do is to mm -hmm. give a husband and wife their private time together and it was really sweet when their daughter would come to visit and she was quite elderly herself she would come up to us and she would tuck a dollar in our pocket and she'd say that's for you to buy a coke on your break thank you for taking such good care of my <laughs> mama and daddy and I think that she you know, what she was referring to is thank yep. you for giving them their time alone yeah yep. treating them I mean treating them with respect and and as, as sexual beings, because that's what we all are. I mean, that's from that's cradle a, to grave. That's a definite aspect of us, and and it's neglected or rejected a, a whole lot more than it needs to be. It seems, and and that leads me to think about. Okay, so we've done a show on you know two shows when we first started our relationship together, Shannon. And if you're new to Sexy Marriage Radio, by the way, we're not married to each other, Shannon is married to her husband. I'm married to my wife. And what we represent 43 years of married life. In that, I've, I've got 23 under my belt. Well, I got 20. So there we go. I'm trying to catch you. I don't know if I ever will. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those that because of that, we have a lot of different things we can, we, we can freely talk about. And, and one of the things that came up was this idea of fantasies and, and the, and, what they mean, letting them go where they need to because it's the brain's attempt to heal itself, which is a great concept. And then the other is, how could you get to where you're sharing too much, though, with your spouse? Could you get to where, you know, there, I've heard some people say, well, there should be no secrets between spouses. And I don't agree with that statement, but I'd, inter I'd be interested in your take. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought this up because the reality is, is that as, especially as we get older, we're going to have to rely on our largest sex organ. And that is our brain. Right. That it does take our brain getting in gear to light our fire, to make us interested in, uh, you know, mustering up the energy to connect physically. And so allowing our brains to go where they need to go, to send the blood flow to the places that need to be engorged to really create that sexual interest is absolutely vital. And I do think that so many women shut themselves down sexually because they so narrow the gate. It's like instead of, instead of the Alaskan pipeline of thoughts coming down the pipe to engorge her, she's narrowed it down to a drinking straw right. of she just won't entertain this thought or that thought or this thought or that thought. And it's like, babe, until you lighten up the wrestling match going on inside your head is going to trump anything that could possibly be happening down there. Right. But yeah, I, I've heard and I've even preached at times, there shouldn't be any secrets in the marriage. But what I meant by that is there shouldn't be real actual relationships that you are fueling and fostering and, and just investing sexual energy into. Right. So obviously no secrets as in 
you know, sneaking away to look at pornography or or to chat with someone in a you know chat room or to connect with somebody outside of work or you know those are the type of secrets that I'm like mm, no yeah. not good not good yeah I completely agree with that and that's where the statement of 100% of your sexual energy should be devoted to your marriage and and that's yeah. that's kind of a an idea but what what kind of spurred this on is is Pam made a comment my wife named Pam um, made a comment to me the other day because she was when sexy marriage radio first started she listened to every single one you know she was she was a, a big fan and, and she was a great help and she would help me kind of give feedback on hey what about this or you know some of those little things that just can't coming from another woman's perspective and she came to me at one point because she had fallen five or six shows behind when we were in the 70s or 80s and she said i don't i think i'm done listening and i'm like what are you talking about what do you mean she says well I, i'm i'm getting too much insight into your brain I'm, I'm getting too much insight into who you are and interesting and, taking away some of the mystery yeah some of that and, and part of it is because i had made a statement before and i still believe this and still live it of i take the idea of a husband's job or one of his jobs is to constantly pursue his wife as a woman not just as his wife, you know, because she is still a woman. And so the things that you would do when you were dating her, well, don't stop, you know, keep going after her as a woman. Yeah. And, but I've changed that to where I'm always closing. That That's what I, that's just the way I think of it. I'm always seeking to close. Well, what sex. do you mean by that? I'm, I'm always looking for sex with her, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's every time I'm with her, Hey, let's head to the bedroom and have sex or every single night, or it's, it's just, I'm always then, in that mindset of I'm pursuing her. And it doesn't mean that that's the only value that she Not at all. Not at all. But she heard that in one of the shows, and it kind of tainted things to where then I did something. I don't even remember what it was. And, she, and her immediate reaction was, he's just wanting sex. You know, and it's like, <laughs> okay, so maybe there are parts of us as spouses that we don't need to reveal our game plan. You know, like I've had several times, and I'm sure we'll have some shows in the future Shannon, where you'll be kind of coaching the wife on here's some things you could be doing. And maybe she's the only one listening to the show. Maybe she has a, her husband that doesn't. Well, he doesn't need to listen to that episode then because maybe he doesn't need to know that information. And mm. and that's I would kind of say the same thing. I've coached some husbands in some shows of, you know, you need to always instigate, isolate and escalate with your with your wife where you're constantly pursuing her as a woman and you know, she doesn't always need to know that, that you know, I don't need to always say, Hey honey, here's what I'm doing today. <laughs> you know, right. That, that and, takes and the so, mystery. So for couples listening together or they're listening at, at separate times or whatever, maybe just really think about what kind of questions you want to ask your spouse in response. You don't have to be like, so do you agree with everything that Corey said? And is that how you think too? And da -da. <laughs> that you can leave some of the mystery right. in place. I totally agree. I think that what's important is to focus on the fact that there's a difference between secrets and your private life. Right. That a secret is something that can destroy a marriage. And you know, we hear in the recovery movement, you're only as sick as your secrets. You know, the things that that you would never want anybody to know about. Right. But the reality is is there are things that go on between your two ears that you wouldn't want anybody to know about. Does that mean that you're sick? No. no, I think that it means that you're a perfectly healthy, normally functioning human being, right. that we are going to have sexual thoughts. And sometimes we have sexual thoughts that aren't arousing to us in the least. 
So why would we why would we feel the need right. to verbalize those to anyone, right. especially to our spouse? Um, and so you know, a lot of times women want to know, you know, well, what you know, what did you think about today? And he's kind of taken aback, like, you know, I mean, what do you want to know? Do you are you asking, you know, did how many hot women did I actually notice today? But then turned my head and looked away. I mean, like that would be too much information. Right. I don't want my husband to come home and say. You know, well, this person came across my mind and, and, and this person came to mind. If there's nothing going on between him and that person and he is trying to put that thought out of his mind as best he can, that's the best that I can ask. Yeah. He's he as long as he is not acting out on them, as long as he is not going out of his way to orchestrate something happening, I'm not worried about his private thoughts. And I don't have to know all of his private thoughts. And I'm very exhibitionistic in nature. People listening no. to the show probably have picked up on that. So when, when I took that MMPI test with like 600 true or false questions, yep. I ranked in the 97th percentile for exhibitionism. Hmm. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Does it mean like I'm a closet flasher? <laughs> and my professor said, no, it just means that you come alive when you have an audience. Yep. You really like to, to tell people and show people. And yeah, show and tell was my favorite activity. You in live school. life out loud. Exactly. But I have had to learn that it's okay for me to have a private life. And you know, there's something that you probably studied in counseling as well, Corey, called the Jahari window, mm -hmm. where there are actually things that we need to keep private uh, because people who don't have any sort of privacy whatsoever, it can drive them crazy. And the example that comes to mind is like the celebrity who is constantly plagued by the paparazzi yep. you know, tapping their phone lines and they just have no privacy, no privacy. And what do they wind up doing? They wind up either decking the, the cameraman or they do drugs or use alcohol as an escape mechanism because it drives them crazy yep. that they don't have a private life. Yep. And that's also so, something if you go on a marital level that one of the things I believe impacts marriages or harms marriages the most is actually the spouses are too close to each other. Well, and are too painfully honest. True. And they're not asking themselves the question, what purpose does this serve before they just put it out there? Right. It, it's that idea of, you know, well, the two shall become one. Well, yeah, but I love uh, Esther Pearl has the idea in mating a captivity that the eroticism exists in the space between you. Mm. So there has to be space between you as two fully functioning individuals for there ever to be the possibility of eroticism. So if you look at it as a continuum of the closer and closer I get to my spouse, quote unquote, and that's just emotional fusion or mental fusion or groupthink kind of stuff that we're supposed to see things eye to eye all the time. Right. Well, that's going to diminish, if not totally destroy your sex life. Absolutely. It, it does. It takes away that, that mysticism and that allure. And if you're wondering, well, how do I know? How do I know the difference between what I need to be honest about with my spouse and what I need to just keep private from my spouse? Um, you know, there are ways to test the waters without just putting it all out there. Like I can remember a season of my life where I told Greg, I, I feel like I need to be honest that there's someone who frequently pops up on my radar, but I'm certainly uh, going out of my way to avoid ever being alone with that person. And um, if you need to know who this person is, I would be happy to tell you. And Greg just said, you know, I feel like that's something you should talk about with your girlfriends, but I don't feel the need to know. Yeah. 
And I thought, wow, how secure of him yeah. to be like, no, I, I don't need to know. I don't want it. I don't want it to be awkward when I'm around that person. As long as you have accountability, as long as you're keeping your feelings in check, then I'm not worried about you. Right. And well, that communicated all kinds of trust to me. Sure. And it also then it, it, it seems like whenever you move beyond the realm of thoughts to behaviors, that's where you got a problem. Exactly. That's where it becomes a secret, not just a private life. And that's also yeah. where, as a spouse, you can pick up on a change in behaviors if you're living in close proximity of somebody else. Sure. And there were other times where I might say to Greg, you know, I, I'm being plagued by a particular thought that just keeps recurring, you know, maybe in my fantasy life. Is this something that you want me to share with you? Um, and he would say, well, is this something that you feel the need? to share with me because if you don't feel the need then my recommendation is talk to your counselor and if she thinks that you need to talk to me about it then I'm wide open but if she doesn't think that you need to then you're okay we're yeah. okay I'm not worried about it yeah. and oftentimes she would tell me no that's not something that you need to share with Greg because that might hinder his security it might take away some of his confidence that he's built up it's like you know what you're right that that would serve no purpose right. so you have to look at what is my motive here? What is my goal? Is it to just emotionally vomit in my spouse's lap and then they have to clean it all up? Or is it to truly bond the two of you together? And maybe sometimes you have to edit the conversation to truly pursue that bond and keep the emotional vomit out of the equation. Yeah, because I can think of it in the terms of somebody would share something because their initial thought is, well, it's a chance for us to be closer. You know, I want you to really know who I am. And well, but if you're really sharing it out of a need, to be validated or supported rather than standing on your own two feet. Are you really presenting something that's worth being closer to? Mm. So in other words, you're saying, is it a selfless act or is it a selfish act? Yeah. Are you trying to meet the other person's need for closeness or are you trying to satisfy your own guilty conscience or whatever? Well, I, can just, I can just think of, you know, spouses play this game all the time of one spouse has some sort of suspicion or jealousy or, concern that valid or not and or they have something they want to share and they're like okay i'm going to share this and now you need to share something too and ah, and it's not state yeah it's not stated that way it's just unspoken but it's an expected thing that okay i want to share something with you but you need to make me feel safe before i'll share mm -hmm. it well okay hold on a sec why is That's it my responsibility yeah why is it my responsibility to make you feel safe about something you want to share with me Come on. If you want to share something with me, share it. Right. But also know whatever you share with me, I, I don't know how I'm going to react to that. So be willing to accept whatever re reaction I have. <laughs> that Well, and, and also ask for what you need going into it. Like yeah. if you're going to share something with your spouse, just say, all I'm asking for you is validation that I'm not alone. And that I don't need to beat myself up over this. Yeah. I need I need your comfort. I need your assurance. Whereas other times it may be you want to share a thought or a fantasy with them because you want to kind of fuel the, the sexual energy. Right. But we have to realize that what turns one spouse on may not turn the other one on. And in fact, it may be a big turn off. <laughs> yep. And, and, and that's why it's, you know, sometimes it's good to have those conversations outside of the bedroom rather than inside the bedroom to find out. You know, how much of my fantasy do you feel comfortable with? Is it okay with you that I fantasize in this particular direction? Yeah. Does it make you feel threatened in any way? Does it make you feel uncomfortable in any way? Or does it turn you on like it turns me on, knowing that we would never act that out? Right. And I think that's really, really important. That Just because a spouse 
finds the courage and the intimacy to verbalize a fantasy out loud, it does not mean that they would ever want to act that out. But unfortunately, there's been a lot of instances where a spouse assumed that because they verbalized that fantasy, that that meant that that's what they actually wanted to do. And they either took offense to it and felt cheated on already when that person was not cheating, or they tried to orchestrate it happening. And that was even more offensive right. and, and destructive to the relationship. Right. So, you know, discussing, you know, what fantasies fuel our marriage bed and what fantasies take away from our marriage bed. Right. And I had a coaching client last week who asked the question. She said, Shannon, you know, he really likes to verbalize his fantasies. He likes to talk out loud. She said, I don't have a problem with that, except there's a particular direction that his fantasies go sometimes that isn't just a turnoff to me. It's like truly nauseating to me. And so I encouraged her to just be honest with him about that, to mm -hmm. say, I'm not saying that it's wrong for you to feel that way because feelings aren't right or wrong. They just are what they are. Mm -hmm. But you need to be aware that this is how it makes me feel in response. And if your goal is to turn me on and, and keep me charged up to be with you, probably just keep those particular fantasies in your head. You can verbalize these that I'm comfortable with and that do turn me on, but this particular genre of fantasy, just, just keep it inside your, your brain right. and, and we'll both be good. And, and I think that that's the healthy thing to do. That's a compromise. Yeah, it, well, it is, but it also, let's, I want to take it out of the realm of fantasies for a second and do it and just talk more on the idea of just every, everyday interactions with life within a couple because this whole thing, this concept still applies, I think, that you're talking about, Shannon, that the idea of, I know of lots of men, myself included, that have fallen victim to the, well, I have an, a definite thought on whatever may be happening, but if I say it, I'm going to be rocking the boat, and it's, I'd rather not deal with my wife being mad, you know, because she's not going to react well to what I'm saying, and so I don't say it, and in essence, then, I'm not being me. I'm, I'm not bringing my full self to the relationship. And so some of what we're talking about of, of how much do you share versus how much do you not share, sometimes you need to up your game in the sense of being more present in the relationship, being more honest about how you feel about, you know, I don't want to eat Chinese food again for the fifth night in a row, even though that's your absolute favorite. You know, that's kind of a minor thing. But, or or think, of the, think of this thing of how a couple will get in the car and, well, what do you want to eat? I don't care. Okay, well, let's just eat here. And so you eat there and eat there and eat years and years and years. And then finally, I can't stand this place. Well, then why didn't you ever say something? You know, it's those yeah. little, it's those little bitty things. Yes, yeah, just those little bitty things that sure there might be some, some pushback if, if you really say, Hey, look, honestly, I don't like whatever, or I don't want to do what I, I don't want to go see your family this weekend. And I know that's going to make you mad, but I, I'm not going. Well, okay. Is that better than acting like it's okay, everything's okay and hunky-dory? Because oftentimes when you do that, you're expecting something then in return to make up for it. And that's, yeah, you're not being authentic. Right. And then that gets into the game playing that goes on and trips up so many marriages. Because you, most of the time, the people that are in the game can see right through it, but they don't know a way out of it. And the way out of it typically is just up your honesty. Hmm. Very, very true. Um, and I remember being so proud of a particular husband who spoke up and just kind of let his wife know 
that he didn't want their sex life to be a certain way all the time. And the particular issue was that she was the one who really liked to verbalize her fantasies out loud, whereas he just preferred he preferred silence. You know, he just preferred, you know, the typical moaning and groaning and sex sounds, but he didn't want to have to think. He said, you know, I think all day at my job and I don't <laughs> want to have to come home and make love to my wife and have to think about, you know, what she's asking me and what she's suggesting and how I'm supposed to respond to that. He said, I just want to quietly make love. Right. And so he, he actually verbalized that to her and said, I'm glad that you feel the freedom to verbalize your fantasies to me, but I don't want it to be that way every single time. It can be that way sometimes because I know you feel that need and I want to honor that, but sometimes I need quiet. Yeah. Could you honor that? And so they just decided to, you know, just not that it has to be scripted. Okay, it's my turn. Okay, it's your turn <laughs> to have it the way that you want it, but that there was more back and forth, more give and take, more natural pendulum swing that just created a healthier balance. Well, that, that leads into the follow the connection kind of an idea that it when you are more present and authentic, and you're in a relationship with somebody that's doing the same, it's very, very, or it's much more likely that as things unfold, sexually or otherwise, you can kind of follow each other's lead. You know, it, it can be, you, you kind of get into sex because one of you has an idea of, I want to try something different, or I'm just interested in sex. I don't care which routine it is. Let's just do it. And But then as you get into it, all of a sudden, your spouse may you could kind of get the cue of she's ready to try something different or she wants to all of a sudden start, start speaking more. So, all right, we'll go there. I'm good with that. Or then she could get the cue that he's really into this and he's really good being quiet. So I'll stay quiet because that's my connection with him. And so it's really kind of being aware of yourself and following the connection of somebody else. Yeah. And, and making your spouse feel safe. I think that's one of the biggest gifts that we can give each other in the marriage bed is to let our spouse know that, that your secrets are safe with me, your fantasy life is safe with me, or your silence is safe with me, or whatever it is that floats your boat, you can ask from me, and you're safe. You're right. safe. I'm not going to belittle you. I'm not going to make you feel like a pervert. I'm not going to make you feel like a frigid prude. Right. You're safe. And so whatever, whatever boundary you need to verbalize, whatever you need to keep you uh, warm and to keep you uh, engaged and to, to keep you energized for this, just ask for what you need. It's all about communication. Well, yeah, because everything we do communicates. And so it, it also gets down into more of being willing to handle messages that we don't like in a better way. <laughs> I guess that I get asked to do something. I don't really want to do that. And I could react or I could just be, well, hold on a sec. Why am I reacting so strongly to this? Yeah, how much skin off of my nose yeah, would that what, be? What is what is that big a deal that oh I can I can do that or you know, so it's just kind of I guess it's it's more the idea of I need to learn to soothe myself better so I can be better myself with I the like people that. I'm with. That'll preach. It does. I just made it up on the fly. I'm I'm patenting that right <laughs> after the show is over. <laughs> Not really. But say it again so everybody really I don't even know if I could possibly just hit rewind real quick. No, it's, it's, I need to soothe myself better so I can be better myself. There you go. And I think that that's, if you look at, if you look at our sex life through that lens, you know, sex can be very anxiety provoking. Even, even when it's just totally scripted and routine, it could, something could happen that all of a sudden you just, a memory is triggered, a past is brought up something and it's so easy just to push that away and what you've brought to the show with your co-host world that you're bringing shannon is no 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 don't run from that let's see where it may go 
and we'll that's see okay. what we can learn about ourselves and about each other. And that's great because this is, I mean, look at look at your sex life in the, in the sense of how it is a journey of, and it's a process. You know, I'm going to be willing to bet 23 years into your marriage, your sex life is better than it was two years in. You know, oh, I hope so. I, I do too. <laughs> I do for my my life as well. So realize it's a process and the more i can be present the more i can love and and enjoy the greater it could be and Corey, what's really exciting is to think that if we've gotten this much better after 20 years of marriage oh, you think what it's going to be like after 40 years awesome. or even 60 years of marriage it's just going to get better awesome yeah it's going to be greatness just around the corner and that's what we hope for you as a listener of sexy marriage radio Thank you for taking the time out to listen to us wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. Have a great one. And I hope it leads to fantastic, out-of-this-world, married life sex. Have a great day.